Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. She is the author of This Is Why I Resist. She's also the founder and editor-in-chief of the Women in Leadership publication. She's got so many degrees that we would spend all day here talking about them. Let me welcome Dr. Shola Mos Shogbamimu. You are almost there now. Shogbamimu. Shogbamimu. Thank you. Well said. Well said. Say it. Say it phonetically. Shogbamimu. 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 Mos Shogbamimu. What does it mean? Listen, and it's an African name. So you have to say it with respect and with attitude. You see what I mean? Like, you, you know you what, you're, what you're doing. Exactly. Give it some attitude. Most Shogbomimu. That's Damn. right. That's so it. it means yes. to, hold, to hold you close. Ooh, to hold you close. Oh, Karen, I'm going to me you. Exactly. You better do it. You better <laughs> do that to me. All right. So your mate name, you said you, we, we, we were talking during the break because I, I want you to deal with Sharon Osborne and all of the white British people and the white folk in America, so-called, uh, in a second. Uh, but you said you, you tell your daughters to be careful or to be mindful of who they marry because this is your married name. What is your maiden name? My maiden name is Babington Ashai, which of course I was very much attached to for the very longest time. And even when I got married, I kept my maiden name. It is when I started to have kids, I decided, you know what, I think I'll just switch. Um, but when I said, when I cracked the joke about telling my kids, uh, my daughters, because I have three daughters, that, you know, just check out that last name. By all means, fall in love, right? But before you say I do, check out the last name. It's, it's so that they can be aware. You can choose to keep your name. I mean, I chose to move from my maiden name to my married name. And I own my married name now. The way I, I carry my married name, you would not even think it's my married name. You think I was born with it, right? Um, but that, that, that is the sense of pride. And I always believe that the name that you have, you are the one that builds. You build the, the power into it. You build the influence into it. You are the one that makes it what it is. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I crack that joke with my daughters. And my husband likes to crack the joke that ne- the next time he comes into this world, he will come as a woman and marry himself. You know, he's stuck okay. in a house full of women. <laughs> well, he'll have great practice on how to deal with all of exactly. that, all of that estrogen. Um, you, you, you became viral or not, you know, you went viral, uh, be, be, uh, for, for challenging Pierce Morgan. And then the next day, you know, he got slapped again and then walked off his own show. And then he, he resigned slash got fired. Uh, but you were the lightning rod in, in challenging him because he, he tried to shut you down and you were like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm going to finish my statement. You, what you are not going to do. And so, so talk a little bit about that. And also Sharon Osbourne attempting to defend him and her own uh, insensitivity around race. I mean, we'll get to Sharon in a second. I mean, what you see or what we see with Pierce, especially with him walking off the set, that was the height of petulant masculine fragility. I mean, this is Pierce Morgan who dishes out a lot to people. He dishes out like he's dishing out, I don't know, he's, he's dishing out saliva. He just dishes it out to people. And I can't understand for the life of me when people are challenging him on his, what I call, malicious obsession over Meghan Markle. He's now like, well, you know, I feel really hurt and I can't take this anymore. So I'm just going to work out. I don't have time for that. I mean, that's what you saw. I was, I was surprised that he decided to take that, um, 
that step. But you know what? I'm not that surprised. I look, we have a the society we exist in, be it in the United States or in the United Kingdom, caters to whiteness, caters to men, white men. It that is the default system. And it did not surprise me that Pierce decided to make the situation about himself because do you notice that's what happened? The story changed. It became about Piers Morgan walking up the set. Piers Morgan defending his opinion. Piers Morgan wanting to defend the queen. Piers Morgan all about you know freedom of speech. I'm like, you people, you are deflecting and you're deliberately deflecting because you don't want to deal with the serious issues of the, the, the negligence, the lack of support and racism happening in the royal family. So rather than deal with that, you're coming up with all this, well, you know, I'm a patriot, so I'm going to defend the queen. The queen doesn't need you to defend her. The queen probably could not pick Piers Morgan out of a crowd of working class people, right? And you sit down there thinking, we, we've seen this before. You see the kind of language you're using is the same, and it's not only Piers Morgan, let me just say. Other people like Piers Morgan. And the language they use is the same language they use for Trumpism, same language they use for Brexitism. It's the same thing. It's really sickening. Now, let's us I've been reserving my energy because I find <laughs> Sharon Osborne's behavior utterly disgusting. Did, did you, Jesus in heaven, God give me strength. Now, <laughs> let's just start to deconstruct this. This went from Sharon knowingly putting out a tweet to defend her friend, Piers Morgan, which she would have known would have some backlash. She did not try to break down any nuances as to why she was publicly defending him, i.e. saying things like, look, I know sometimes his opinions may be ABC, but look, the guy is, a, none of that. She went into full-heartedly going like, I'm giving him a blanket cover um, um, endorsement, which is really what attracted the backlash. Because then people are like, hold up a second. He has been malicious towards Meghan Markle. I mean, this is beyond, I don't like you. Every single word out of his mouth have just been, it's it escalating, ag aggravating sexism against her, bigotry against her, sexism, you know, all of that. And how can you not see that as a woman and on International Women's Day? How do you not see that? And so people are challenging her on that. And of course, I have also said to Piers Morgan, straight up to his face, and more than once, I'm sure, that's, that as far as I'm concerned, I find his behavior to be utterly irresponsible. He's a white privileged man with power and influence. He knows what he's doing. He knows that there are people who are bigots out there, sexist, racist, misogynist out there who are just pouring out all this bile on Meghan Markle. And because of his intense dislike, irrational as far as I'm concerned, of her, he's escalating it. I'm like, do you not see what you are doing? And that is what I challenge him on, right? And now Sharon Osborne comes with her white women's tears because you know that's what they do. And look at me at 68 years old. How can you say that I now have to say I am not racist? Jesus, let me tell you something. The response she got from her co-workers, she did not deserve it. Even as she was using her shrill, you know, tone. What? So what? Oh my God. Oh, she's lucky I was not on, on that platform because 
it's not here she would have cried she'd have made, she she may have had a heart attack because i would have broken her down verbally of course we don't need to lift fingers this is rubbish what she ended up doing is conflating the issue with her insecurities with her fears conflating it and making it about her once again and how she just lacked this self-awareness for a white woman who is 60 years old and has never been racist in her life can you see this is a problem you better stop me from talking when you need because if i go on i'll just keep talking no this is the problem that we have in our society when people who say white people particularly who say i am not racist but in their minds what they've done is to give layers to the racism well i am not racist about very blatant, what I consider to be blatant racism, which is, of course, the use of the N-word. That's just disgusting. Or having, um, you know, burning crosses. That's just unacceptable. But then they will let everything else pass. Everything else. Like, they don't understand. It's not just about using words. It's about enabling racism against Black and ethnic minorities. It's about the conduct, um, omissions, actions that enable that just because your your way of life is predicated on denying black people an equal value of life the moment it gets to a point of discomfort you're like well i don't think that's right you know this this is really not about race yes it is because it intersects with everything and what sharon osborne did oh jesus give me strength i see i, I can't remember the name of the Cool, um, Cheryl, Cheryl Underwood, Cheryl Underwood, who I thought, uh, uh, who has all of the words. So let me just be very clear. Cheryl Underwood could have eviscerated Sharon Osbourne, oh, yes. but she's sitting there also because this is what black people have to do. She is contemplating first her position, right, with CBS, her role That's on the show, Sharon Osbourne's right. power, which she has a lot of power. She's one of the founders of this particular platform. At what point am I going to undress her and at the same time maintain my my dignity and my allegiance to my blackness? Because Cheryl Underwood was very black. I saw her going through that in the which is something we shouldn't have to do. We should be able to respond to things in the moment. But there's all of these checklists that she has to go through because her personal economy is on the line. And it's even beyond that. I also saw her visibly. Did you did you notice that she visibly measured her tone? Oh, I said, oh, my God, this is hard work. Can you imagine? <laughs> in she, I could see she was measuring a tone as though she was talking to a child. Yes. And speaking softer and making it not go too fast. Jesus, do people not understand what we have to go through? Let me what ask you this. Takes, Let me ask you this, Dr. Takes. Shola. I'm even I'm angry on her behalf. In fact, let's rewind time. Let me go sit on that chair for her because I am happy to eviscerate that nonsense on the platform. It's wrong. <laughs> Let me ask you, um, you, you grew, did you grow up in Great Britain? Did you grow up in uh, under I, the queen? So I, under the queen, <laughs> I love that statement. So I grew up partly in Nigeria. Um, we also moved for a while to East Africa and in the States on some of my younger years and in the United Kingdom for most of my adult life. So having traveled, what, what, you know, for, for black Americans, we see racism, some of us, not Herschel Walker, not, you know, other Stacey Dash, but a lot of us understand racism, the nuances of it, the subtleties of it, the, the, and it's purposefully that way, you know, it's not the N word, the, the Confederate flag or the yeah. burning cross. It's the microaggressions It's oh, you can read. Oh, you're so articulate. Oh, we didn't know that you, you know, like it's, it's all of that. And then some, right. For for us watching Great Britain, 
it's it's what is it? What is racism there, it's and the how is same. it different? No, 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 no. There's no difference. People, please don't get confused. <laughs> Do not get confused. Understand that the racism you experience in America, the root cause of it, the root legacy of it, started with Great Britain. Remember, remember, it, it was it was Great Britain that that colonized America before you guys got, you, you set yourself free, right? From the king. Not, okay? No, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. White, white men set themselves free. That's right. People who I look like that. me were still in bondage until they- That's 1860s. right, absolutely. I, when I use the word America, I meant just Americans, but absolutely, but, absolutely But, but right. even even that you're saying that though, and I, my, you need to come back and like co-host and sit, and sit in and, and just be on the show every day. Uh, but even saying that, the, 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 the double consciousness that many people have to have, because yes, I'm American, but I'm black first. And yes, mm. you're, you're great, you know, from Great Britain, you're African, you, but you're, you're black and black has a different meaning throughout the diaspora. Does it to you as well? I don't know. I don't think so. So let me break it up this way. I think black is the one unifying word in the diaspora. The way it's then broken up is African, African-American, Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Arab, Afro, do you see what I mean? That is how we tell, but black, remember we didn't create the word black. White supremacists created the word black. And because they created the word black, they have dehumanized our black identity as one single, one single monolith and describing us as all of these things that we are not. This is what I address in my book. And this is why in my book, this is why I resist. I use, I use the United States and the United Kingdom. I do that comparison and I'm demonstrating there's jack all difference. Don't be confused. The, the legacy of slavery is in both. And don't be confused with white British, okay? Now, all, not all white British are racist, of course not. Not all white Americans are racist, of course not. But the structural systems that, that stick in a culture of whiteness benefits all white people. So it does take um, actively anti-racist white folks to want to fight, to want to fight against white supremacy, right? To, to want to take that stance. But understand that this is one of the things that for me, uh, I delve into the book. You know, when you talk about racial microaggressions, I talk about that, but I also talk about how we, what white supremacy looks like every single day. How old were you when you realized that plaster could come in your color? How old were you? Think about that. Think about how things are advertised. Look at what is marketed to you. It's always, you know, it's always steeped in whiteness. Even how professional you should be is centered on whiteness. And that whiteness we know is Eurocentric. It is, even white America, it's all Eurocentric. I'm like, please, I'm gonna bring my badass Afrocentric self here and I define what my professionalism is. And if you can't accept me, you better step out of my way before the Nigerian Shala shows up. I get my wrapper and I tie it around my waist. Let's go. The point <laughs> is, the point is, what I think is really important in all of these conversations about how we address the ongoing structural racism, um, you know, racism and the discrimination is not to try to make, you know, say that there's a distinction between America 
and United and United Kingdom. It's nonsense. People here in Britain go, well, it's not as bad as America. And I go, what? Because the police in America have guns? Are you out of your minds? Well, the police here have, they've got hands. They've got feet. They've got batons. Yet they are killing people. Yet they are locking up um, black people, black men particularly. They're beating people up. The history, it's right there. The cases are there. You know, this is still racism. The way that the, the discrimination is experienced in schools by children. Think about that. Will you come back um, more frequently? No, no, seriously. Uh, and I want to delve into why you resist because I know Cena had questions as well. But we have to go to we have to go we have to go and I just oh, oh man thank you so nice introduction yeah. let me let me that thank you Dr Shola most most show Shogbamimu Shogbami yeah Shogbamimu okay I did it I did it thank you thank you thank you follow her we're gonna tweet out all her information but she will be back hey this is Karen Hunter you can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.